0: Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum Podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This is Netflix's 242nd film from 2020. It's the action thriller, The Last Days of American Crime. It's directed by I think it's Olivier Megaton or Oliver Megaton. It stars Edgar Ramirez, Anna Brewster, Michael Pitt, Patrick Bergen, and Shalto Copley. I'm Jesse. I'm writing here solo for this film. As always, if you're keen on checking this film out or you haven't seen The Last Days of American Crime, give us a pause, come back later, cause I'm gonna jump into this film, talk about it a little bit, and we start with the fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So this one, it's a, a, a criminal who teams up with other cons to conduct a heist. While in the background, the American government sets up this crime blocking technology to prevent humans from committing any further crimes. Interesting concept. I like the concept. I like the idea of this one. Um, I guess the question is, does this film pay off and, and deliver on this idea? And we'll get to that soon. But before we do, how did this one sort of uh, arrive on Netflix? It's based on a graphic novel of the same name by Rick Remda and Greg Tocini from 2009. Uh, so based on, on prior property. So might have a little bit of a, a fan base there as well. Um, Sam Worthington was originally attached to star in this film, um, as well as... F. Gary Gray and Anthony Mandler were set to direct, but um, they had a falling out and then we ended up with the cast that we've got and Netflix put this one together. Um, The tagline for this one is, we all want all the right to choose wrong don't really like that tagline, to be honest. I mean, I get where they're going with it and I get what they're trying to say. It's a little bit wordy and not a clever play on words. So not a big fan of that. This uh, was released on the 5th of June, 2020, Netflix Worldwide. This was actually filmed in and around Cape Town and Johannesburg in South Africa. So um, a film that's meant to be an American city. Um, They did a good job, I guess, of of using another country to, to put this idea together. This film in Polish is called the last jump in US history. That's the only other sort of translation that didn't play on this idea of, of crime and the last days of crime in America. The consensus on this one, this is where we get a little bit interesting. On Rotten Tomatoes, this actually sits at 0% on 43 reviews. So that is rotten. Audience has to be a little bit higher. It sits on 22%. That's on more than 250 ratings. On IMDb, sits at a 3.8 out of 10 on 12 thousand ratings. Very low. Letterboxd low as well, a 1.5 out of five on nearly 5,000 ratings. This one's interesting in that it was panned by critics when it was released because unfortunately this film was released um, and sort of coincided with the George Floyd protests in America in 2020. And this film does depict um, a lot of violence and depictions of police brutality. um, and as i mentioned before it sits at zero percent on rotten tomatoes and there's only 44 films ever released that have a zero percent on rotten tomatoes one of those is actually the ridiculous six and adam sandler film that we did cover on this show right at the very beginning of our podcast so we've covered two zeros uh percent rotten tomato films on this podcast but what are my thoughts on this one what are my early thoughts i think like i said i, I was aware of the negative criticism around this film and th- this film it is bloated but it's not the worst film i've ever seen it's more guilty of having this really good idea uh, that doesn't really address the idea and it focuses more on the plot and getting from one place to another and and unfortunately that's where this film sits so let's talk about the characters and then this film you know it's nearly two and a half hours long so you'd hope you'd get some good character development but unfortunately i mean the, uh, it's sort of like a trio of criminals that we sort of meet and now our main criminal is brick this is a guy who is very broody <laughs> um he is a good thief uh that he's dealing with the loss of his brother who he worked with a lot and you know they sort of mentioned that they were lost without each other and his brother gets locked up in prison and then dies in prison and i guess a, a part of Brick's journey is that revenge i guess for for his brother's death but he, he barely shows any emotion in this field he obviously likes to steal money and he comes across this girl, Shelby, who sort of gives him a little bit more of a reason to to live, and you know they're pretty. Uh, they 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 get on well, quite well together. And I'll probably talk about her because she's she's the alone sort of female in this this film that sort of stands out. And she could have really been a really positive, strong female character, but she's really poorly written. And you know we don't really need female characters like this on screen in 2020 because you know she's abused she's threatened she's used um she has bruises on her neck and when brick notices bruises on her neck at one stage she says i deserve them and uh, that doesn't make sense no one deserves to be beaten like that um i think that they tried to fix this a little bit by saying you know she's really intelligent she went to mit she's smart enough to hack the fbi system but then the same time she's being blackmailed by the FBI who kidnapped her sister and are getting her to commit crimes and these FBI guys are really horrible as well and that leads into her idea of having trust issues because she's fallen into this same cycle that she mentions her mother had as well where she's around abusive men so it would have been nice to see her actually break that cycle because none of these guys actually were seemed to be nice guys um, as much as they tried to make Brick as the the guy you wanted to see succeed was still a bad guy um, and that brings in Kevin who's fiance to shelby really this is an over-the-top physical uh, action slash facial expression slash dialogue criminal son of a boss criminals trying to prove his worth step out of his dad's limelight stand up to his daddy uh, wants to have his own legacy just a a rubbish character really. Now, the only other two sort of people I can mention is Ross is this uh, other guy that gets in on board with these these criminals as like the the driver at some stage towards the end. He's pretty pivotal in, in a few moments and sort of assists Brick in a situation where he's got no chance. And then the other character is Sawyer who, it's really interesting, they, they, we cut back to him throughout this film as this police officer who seems to be the only sort of person that, in the police force that cares about people. But, Like I said before, this theme and this idea of police corruption or brutality or the ability to enforce laws to stop crime from occurring, like this character's not used effectively. He's like this moral conscious that we don't get enough time to spend with. So that was a little bit frustrating. Um, The director, Olivier Megaton, French, French dude. So done a lot of action films, a lot of like these sequels to bigger films. So he did like the film Exit, Transporter 3, Taken 2 and 3 obviously he likes that, that action and that's why we do see a little bit of action in this film as the film gets on eventually. <laughs> um, scenes, what are some things that stood out in this one? I think uh, the opening scene really set the tone of this film. We see Brick has this guy tied up in a bathtub, pours petrol all over him, um, lights a cigar, shoves it in his face, we see a huge explosion. We get the idea of where this film's going. Graphic. Um, and then throughout the film, we do get a lot of these scenes of characters walking through the streets to show the chaos. And I thought they were really shot well. They, they really created that vibe of chaotic um, unlawfulness, which, which was in the film. So that was nice. There's a good car chase towards the end uh, <laughs> between a whole bunch of characters. So I'll put that one out there. And then the last thing, I guess, is that we've got Shelby um, towards the end. She's cornered by cops. Looks like there's no way out. And then Brick rocks up with his truck and just takes them all out. That made me laugh. I thought that was quite funny. Uh, But then there's some things that aren't really good, which I'll talk about now. I think the first time we meet Shelby, she's uh, Brick sitting at this bar and she walks up to him, sits there, takes some ice cubes out of his drink, licks them, then goes on really like sultry-like and talks about, she has a, a list of things that she needs to do and then takes him to the toilet and they pretty much get it on really hard. I don't know. Didn't like that introduction as a character. Um... Kevin, I mentioned before, this criminal guy takes Brick to see his dad. His dad's like this guy. He's put a hit out on Brick, and then we sort of um, Kevin's sister's in the room. They kick her out. Brick's still there. We hear this banter between Kevin and his dad, and it was horrendous. There's, you know, comments about like crawling back to daddy, and you've got daddy issues. And then Kevin tells his dad that he had sex with his wife, and his dad's like, "Don't worry, I shot her." And they just yell at each other, and then the dad shoots Kevin, and Kevin throws an axe into his dad's head just outrageous and not needed really. And then we see like Brick use a rocket launcher pretty much to blow a hole out of a wall. And as they go out, Kevin's just shooting and he ends up shooting his sister. I, I, that whole scene was comedic to say the least. Uh, there's this character, Lonnie, who's sort of like this bad guy chasing the people. He ties Brick up um, and then like, you know, he's talking about, you know, give me some information and Brick's like, no. And then he talks about, you know, are you going to give me a lap dance? And then this Lonnie dude does this lap dance on Brick just lame then the, the, this cigar guy from the start he's still alive apparently even though the whole apartment block blew up he comes back and he's got like some of the worst prosthetic makeup and overacting through these hunches and wobbles <laughs> really really bad um last couple of things Shelby uh, towards the end she's sort of hacking into the system so that they get a bit of extra time to steal some money and she she leaves these bombs to sort of explode as she leaves this hacking room and she sort of opens an elevator door and then gets in the elevator door and then the bombs go off dramatic exit (laughs) not the smartest thing if you're blowing up a whole corridor pretty sure that lift's not going to be a safe way to escape (laughs) that really uh, frustrated me and then finally um, like at the end like Brick and Shelby they're escaping on this truck going across this bridge from America to get to Canada and there's you know there's police shooting at them there's a helicopter above saying surrender blah 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 as soon as they get to Canada the helicopter just disappears doesn't follow them (laughs) they just get to drive into the night to safety Uh, I thought that was really really weird. <laughs> Wasn't themes, some ideas. I mean, they're not done really well, but the idea of revenge. You've got the idea of you've got a death in your family, who do you avenge for that for that death or on the other hand too getting back at family based on morals and and what's right and what's wrong and you know, in crime there's often not a right side to, to any story. Um we've got the idea like in the background and I really wish it was done better but The Unrest um, through ty- tyrannical governments and the controlling through this so-called protection of these devices to prevent crimes from happening. And, and that leads into the idea too of, of police being defunded and, and you know, why do the police need this chip to stop them from committing crimes? If they're like every other human being, they they should, you know, if they're going to commit a crime, they should ha- have the same impact on them as as general humans do, I guess. Um I guess the other thing too, you've got corrupt FBI agents that lead into that idea of, of not being able to trust law enforcement, um, and this is all through this technological advancement of putting like a chip in your neck to prevent you from having this signal put into your brain, which is meant to stop crime in its tracks. But there's this problems with this. What's what sort of damage could this actually do to your brain? Um, and finally, I guess the idea that Canada's safer than America. Everyone wants to go to Canada. I don't know. I don't know. Um, there was a lot in this film that wasn't really done. in a a really effective way, unfortunately. Um, What did I take away from this film? I think, you know, the whole idea of a, a blocker to stop people from committing crimes, it's so interesting. Like, I'm so intrigued in that idea. And, you know, it's a great backbone for a film. It's just that this film used it as like a background noise throughout through news coverage and broadcast and radio communication and conversations. And that really frustrated me because that could have been a really good film that gave you a really good message and understanding, but I just didn't play with the idea at all. So that was a bit sad. Uh, some questions, some ponderings, some thoughts, some ideas. Brick, at the start, we see him buy these pills from like a Russian criminal. And the, the the criminal's like, you know, these aren't. make sure these aren't for you. These are gonna cause damage to whoever takes them. So towards the end of the film, Brick's been shot apart really. Don't know how he's still surviving, but he, he takes these pills out and takes them himself. But they sort of give him like energy to get up and, and go. and attack these FBI agents, get into the truck, drive it. I don't know, didn't make sense because we know that these people are going to kill him because they do kill him. So I I don't know if it gives you a little boost of energy before you die, is that what it's supposed to do? But this guy had himself absolutely blown apart. So it didn't make any sense that he could get up and drive a truck into Canada anyway. So that frustrated me. The final shot, (laughs) Shelby's with her sister in Canada. They're safe, they're happy. They've obviously got money. And they've got this tube of Rory, who's Brick's brother's ashes, that they're putting into a lake. Wait, <laughs> when did she get these ashes? How did she get these ashes? Did Brick ask her to do that? I don't know. I just thought that was a really bad ending to the film. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up. Let's give the film a rating of five. What really frustrated me, as I said before, is that I really love the idea of this blocker to stop crime being committed. And maybe I just need to read the graphic novel. Maybe that the graphic novel does this in a better way, because if this film actually addressed that idea or looked at it rather than having it in the background, it could have been so much better. Uh, instead, we've got a bunch of poor dialogues and poor scenes, an overbloated runtime. Unfortunately, I'm giving this a 1.5 out of five, one and a half out of five. Can't really recommend it because it, it is not worth it. <laughs> You're not gonna get enough out of it. Uh, we've got socials, we've got Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Give us a follow, give us a like if you can. I just wanted to ask, do you have a bucket list because um this sort of film goes or deals with the idea of of two of our characters shelby and, and brick talking about this list of things they want to cross off in their life Um uh, and we finished with the film where brick you know i think his uh mission on his list was to be told that he's been loved and i think that's that's pretty sad if that's on your bucket list that you need to be loved but have you got anything that you want to do in your life would you have a list of things that you want to achieve or do uh i don't know i i'm I've done a lot of things already in my life, but there are, I guess there's probably some things I could think of, but I can't at the moment. So I'm gonna leave that one with you guys to answer. We're back next week. Next week, we've got another 2020 film. It's the war drama film, Five Bloods, which is directed by Spike Lee. It stars Delroy Linder, Jonathan Majors, Clark Peters, Norm Lewis, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., Melanie Theory, Paul Walter Hauser, Jasper Paconin, John Reno, and Chadwick Boseman. I've seen this one. I watched it when it came out. So I am looking forward to seeing it again. As always, thanks for joining. If you want to check out Five Bloods for next week, give it a watch because we will chat about it then. And as always, thank you.